Sewer Ninjas is dedicated to solving your home sewer issues with the latest no-dig sewer repair technology to minimize cost and disruption. They can repair your sewer lateral line with minimal intrusion, saving you thousands. When you need help, turn to the drain and sewer experts for Milwaukee and the surrounding communities. Give Sewer Ninjas a call, 414-250-8605. Once again, that's 414-250-8605. Find out more at SewerNinjas.com. The Badgers continue to dominate the offseason as another big-time recruit lands in Madison via the transfer portal. we got a ton of college basketball to get to. It's NFL Wild Card Weekend. It's the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Sewer Ninjas. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in. This is the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Sewer Ninjas. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for logging in and joining us. Whether you've done so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other platforms that we currently reside on in a little bit, we got to talk some college basketball because right now here locally and within the state of Wisconsin being played at a very high level. And so we'll get into that. Obviously, NFL Wild Card Weekend. We'll get our picks a little bit later in the podcast, but we have to start with Badger football. Now, the Wisconsin Badgers in making the change. When Chris McIntosh got some onions and decided not to go with Jim Leonard and went with Luke Fickle, and we were all shocked, and that may be everybody, I know I was, that I thought that was Jim Leonard's job, but Chris McIntosh saw an opportunity to change the paradigm in Madison, to take that football program out of essentially the shadows of Coach Alvarez and move it into a new direction. Move it into a direction, what I'll call modern-day college football. Not only now do you have to worry about recruiting at the high school level, but you have to look at things through the transfer portal. You have to continually recruit within your own roster so guys don't want to go into the transfer portal. You've got NIL to deal with. All of these facets now. And so Chris McIntosh turned to Luke Fickle and find me another coach in this particular offseason. Now, granted, it's early. We just had the college championship on Monday. But as far as the Badgers go, find another offseason that has been this exciting and this busy since Luke Fickle has taken over as head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. He's still implementing and hiring his staff and in the process still out there recruiting and bringing talent in. And I think that's what has many Badger fans right now during the offseason 
excited because we're seeing talent being replenished. There's talent already on that roster, but now we're seeing other pieces being added, which make you then excited about what could be once we get to kickoff come September of 2023. So one of the biggest recruiting wins, as Badger247 reports, is that of C.J. Williams. C.J. Williams, a transfer portal get from USC, a former top 100 recruit. I mean, you had the likes in his high school days. You had the likes of Notre Dame, Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan, LSU. The list goes on and on after his services. After choosing USC, a California guy who decided he wanted to play for the Trojans, things didn't work out, entered the transfer portal. And remember, we talked about this on a previous podcast. It was almost immediate that he ended up in Madison. It was one of, if not, his first visits. And whatever magic Luke Fickle has right now, he did it once again, bringing this young man now to this Badger program. A national recruiting analyst for 247 and in association with 247, Greg Biggins projects C.J. Williams, a second, third-round NFL draft pick, and draws a comparison with Charger receiver Keenan Allen. So we're getting a good pass catcher. You're getting a smooth route runner. You're getting a guy with a ton of upside. And now with Graham Mertz headed to Florida, what we're going to get, at least outwardly looking in, is a true competition for that quarterback spot. So start to think about the elements that this Badger team is putting together offensively with one of the best running backs in Braylon Allen in all of college football. You're going to have potentially a true quarterback competition. So hopefully from that, we will get the best player possible to help lead this team. As I noted, you've got Braylon Allen, in the backfield. Now we're looking at a receiving core that is building exponentially. And then all you really need to hope for and pray for is that offensive line, A, continues to bring some of the talent in that they have through the transfer portal that Luke Fickle continues to do. But they regain their stature. If that offensive line can regain its stature and you put Braylon Allen... You put somebody like C.J. Williams and the others in the slot and at the outside as far as receiving goes, oh my goodness. Suddenly, the upside for this program, again, has exponentially increased. And that's exciting stuff. And I don't know and can't remember, with the exception of Graham Mertz coming off of the Senior Bowl and signing with the Badgers, I can't remember another time in the offseason where I have been this excited and anticipatory towards the upcoming football season. It's crazy to think that just on Monday, as I said, we finished up the college football season with the national championship, and I'm already looking forward to what can take place 
next year. Now, the offseason obviously is one thing. Spring ball is one thing. Everybody tends to look good in spring ball. It's all going to be about once you step on the field, once the games count. But I, the buzz right now around what Luke Fickle is doing is tremendous and quite honestly just can't wait to get this thing up and running again. All right, let's take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we've got to talk some college basketball. We've had big wins from Marquette, a huge win from the UWM Panthers last night. Wisconsin struggling just a little bit, but one of their best players has been sidelined, and yet they're beyond competitive. So basketball is looking really good here in the state of Wisconsin, and we'll talk about it here after a quick timeout. All right, let's talk some college basketball here in the 414 and the state of Wisconsin as we have three of our four Division I teams right now playing at a very high level here as we approach the middle of January. UW-Green Bay still struggling a little bit, still trying to find their path. Hopefully as the season hits this latter half, as they hit that stretch down towards the Horizon League tournament, UW-Green Bay can find some rhythm and make a strong showing down the back stretch, but we've got three teams right now playing extremely well. We're going to start with UWM. The Panthers at UW-Milwaukee now sit on top of the Horizon League as they sit in first place. They're 12-5 and overall, 6-1 and in the Horizon. They beat Northern Kentucky last night at Panther Arena, 80-75 to in what was a battle for first place in the Horizon, Northern Kentucky was tied with UWM going into last night's game. B.J. Freeman scores a career-high 28 points to help lead the Panthers to that five-point win. And it was a Panther victory that saw them dominate the first 20 minutes. They were up 43-31. They were up 12 in that first 20-minute frame. And then in the second half, you saw why Northern Kentucky was tied with them for first place. They came storming back, but as Coach Bart Lundy said in his postgame presser, what you got from this UWM team was some resilience. They were able to withstand the push being made by Northern Kentucky, by the Norse. They were able to hold off the momentum swing, get it back into their favor, and then come ahead with that five-point victory. Now, UWM will take on Wright State Saturday night, 6 o'clock at Panther Arena. People, get out and support them. I know we have only a finite amount of discretionary funds. In other words, the wallet's a little tight. we got to figure out where we're going to hang out and do what we do for our entertainment. UWM is worthy of your dollar. To go back into Panther Arena to go walk around and kind of relive if you're old enough to remember what it was like to watch the Bucks there. The sight lines are great. The price is beyond affordable when we talk about college basketball. The place has been remodeled here, there, and everywhere. It's just it's a good spot on a Saturday night, at least this coming week, to sit down and watch some basketball. Now, 
the students will be back in session here and I think in a little over a week. So the student section will start to build up a little bit. But there is room in this team, in the style of basketball that they're playing, is worthy of your dollar. They're out in transition when necessary. They've got guys who can shoot for the perimeter. They're crashing the boards. They're an exciting team to watch. Get out and support them. As I said, they take on Wright State Saturday, 6 o'clock, UWM right now, and head coach Bart Lundy sitting on top of the Horizon League right now as it stands in first place after that big win. Another team having a remarkable go at it is the Marquette Golden Eagles. The other night beating number six UConn 82-76 to over at the Pfizer Forum. Their next game is going to be at Xavier. That will be 11 o'clock our time. Not quite sure who is broadcasting that game as of now, but I, I would assume it will either be Fox or ESPN covering that game, so take a peek. But Marquette just absolutely gritty on the floor the other night against Utah, against UConn, excuse me, cracking the top 25 and as we said getting the victory. Now Marquette sits 14 and 4, 6 and 1 in the Big East. Oso Icadaro, Oliver Maxson Prosper contributing to that win. Uh Igadaro, excuse me, with 19 points, Prosper with 17. This was a Marquette team that shot 50% technically 50.8% from the field. But I think Shaka Smart, even though as happy as he was with the shooting percentage and how the team played, is going to be extremely happy in the fact that they forced UConn into 16 turnovers. That win the other night snapped a four-game UConn winning streak against Marquette, and they'll go back at it again on February 7th, this time, however, in Hartford. It, it's It's been entertaining to say the least. And when you watch the team, and I'm going to say this, when you watch the team, not only the five guys on the floor or however deep Shaka Smart is going to go into his rotation, but when you watch those players who never take off a warm-up, who are on the bench, and you watch the level of, of intensity that they bring to help those guys that are on the floor. Again, it's the culture Shaka Smart has built quickly at Marquette, and we're seeing that now play out as far as the success goes on the floor. And so Marquette playing extremely well. We talked about the fact they'll take on Xavier on Sunday. Xavier a number 12-ranked or 11th-ranked team, depending on what poll you're looking at. So that's not going to be a rollover. But Marquette has a chance to, again, build that resume heading for February, early March, tournament time in making a case as to whether or not they win the Big East, getting one of those at-large bids. My only trepidation with Marquette, my only trepidation with the Badgers that we're going to talk about here in just a moment is that we've seen over the last couple of years the teams kind of run out of steam. Like the gauntlet of games that they play 
the caliber of games that they have to play in the Big East and the Big Ten respectively, I've noticed as we get to March, we've seen some teams on either side of the state run out of energy. The gas tank falls to empty, and they get into March Madness, and there's just nothing left. So my hope is that they continue to have success, but somehow Greg Gard, Shaka Smart, figure out a way to keep these teams at a high level with regards to their energy and not run them into the ground. And that I, I don't know necessarily how you do that. I wish I did. If I did, I would definitely go to them and say, hey, you guys got to do A, B, C, and D, and then I could make my money and go sit on an island and play golf the rest of my life. But that's why they do what they do, and I understand you've got to balance keeping your guys fresh with also winning games. You can't keep your guys fresh, lose games, and then not have a chance at the tournament. That's a delicate balancing act that they have to take. I just hope that they're able to do so because I think Marquette is deeper than it's been in a while. And if that energy level is there for the Golden Eagles, I think that's a team that could be scary come March. Now, how deep that run could go, who knows? But in a one-and-done type atmosphere with the intensity that they bring, when you can force a UConn into 16 turnovers, those are the kind of games normally you will come out ahead, and that's all you need to do in the conference tournament, and that's all you need to do in the national tournament is win in advance. And I like what Marquette has going for it, at least right now as we sit on January 13th. I just realized it's Friday the 13th. <sighs> okay. All right, let's get into some Badger basketball as well. Now the Badgers, a tough loss the other night, 69-65 to Michigan State a game in which I thought they had. I thought that was a game that they were going to walk away from with a nice win, even with Tyler Wall missing his second straight game, their leading score due to that ankle injury. Chucky Hepburn had 14, Connor Asijan rounded out a, a double-digit scoring attack. He had 13. He was 3-for-4 from three-point range. Connor Asijan, uh, a, a gritty freshman, just no conscience on the young man, and it's necessary right now, especially with Tyler Wall out. Stephen Crawl was the leading scorer, um, did, did things impressively both on the offensive and defensive side of things. Stephen Crawl's one of those guys you look at and you're like, yeah, you're tall, but you wonder about his size. Would he be able to hang on the low block especially in the Big Ten with some of the other centers in the league. But his finesse, his footwork is absolutely astounding, and he's, and he's able to do some things that I don't know if I thought he had the capability of going into this season. So along with Stephen Kral, Chucky Hepburn, Connor Asijan, if we can get Tyler Wall back, then I think this Badger team – again gets itself back into its winning ways 11 and 4 overall 3 and 2 in the Big 10 they'll head down to Indiana and take on the University of Indiana on Saturday it's a noon tip off so let's hope again the Badgers get back on the right side of the one loss column and get back on a roll because again when you take UWM who's making some noise. Now, UWM has got to win 
the Horizon League tournament. It's great right now that they're in first place. It's building confidence, the way that team is coming together. And I've talked about culture today a lot. What Bart Lundy is doing there, you just got to win the tournament, though, in order to advance into the national tournament, into the big dance. Marquette keeps making a strong case resume-wise, whether they win the Big East or not. That team, if it continues and doesn't absolutely collapse in the latter half of the season, will be fine. Same thing for the Badgers. We have the potential right now for three teams to make the national tournament. That's not something we've been able to talk about. We've had two that we've been talking about and one in the Panthers that we kind of crossed our fingers and hoped for you know, something miraculous within that Horizon League tournament. But now we legitimately have three teams that could find their way to the big dance in March. Timeout is coming, and we'll get into our NFL wildcard picks as we wrap up this edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. Sewer Ninjas is dedicated to solving your home sewer issues with the latest no-dig sewer repair technology to minimize cost and disruption. They can repair your sewer lateral line with minimal intrusion, saving you thousands. When you need help, turn to the drain and sewer experts for Milwaukee and the surrounding communities. Give Sewer Ninjas a call, 414-250-8605. Once again, that's 414-250-8605. Find out more at SewerNinjas.com. All right, let's wrap up this episode of the 414 Sports Podcast looking at NFL Wild Card Weekend, make our way through the games, make some quick picks as we wrap things up here on a Friday the 13th. Let's start Ravens-Bengals. No Lamar Jackson. I think this one could be a rout. I'll take the Bengals. That's a Sunday night game, 7-15 our time on NBC. Seahawks at 49ers. I, in this case, would love for the Seahawks to get the upset. I don't think that's going to happen, being the fact that they're playing in San Francisco. I'll take the 49ers again on a route with this caveat. When does the glass slipper fall off of Brock Purdy? Never as a third-string quarterback gone to the Super Bowl. At some point, you have to think Brock Purdy could cost the 49ers a game, even though he has been been brilliant since assuming the starting role in San Francisco. I still think the 49ers are too much for the Seahawks. I'll take the 49ers. Dolphins at Bills. The the Dolphins are starting Skylar Thompson because that's all they have left. That's all I need to say. I'll take the Bills again on a route at game Saturday at noon. Giants and Vikings. This one, to me, gets a little bit more interesting. After what we saw the Packers do to the Vikings, I think it gave a blueprint for many in the NFL in how to beat Minnesota. Minnesota just absolutely dominating the NFC this season, much like the Packers did at one point. It was the Vikings' turn this year. Here's my first upset of the day. I'll take the Giants, even though they're on the road, liking what they do, even with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Give me the Giants 
over the Vikings. Chargers at Jaguars. I just I keep wondering how much longer the Chargers will remain under their current head coach with all of the decision-making errors that have taken place, even though he's an analytic guy. Lives by analytics, and yet last week we saw players out on the field that shouldn't have been as far as starters go. You figure it was a meaningless game. You get some reps, you get off the field, and then you get yourself ready for the playoffs, and that isn't how it went. So Chargers at the Jaguars. Give me Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert. I'll take the Jaguars at home. And then Monday night, it's Dallas at Tampa Bay. And after the way the Cowboys looked, you had to think, what's happening here in Dallas? Is Mike McCarthy in trouble as they go to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and all of the magic that he's known to muster, especially during playoff time? We know his history. We know his winning percentage, yada, yada, yada. The Cowboys, however, from top to bottom on both sides of the ball are just a better team this year than Tampa Bay. I don't know how deep Dallas can make its run as far as the playoffs go, but I think they've got enough to get past Tampa Bay on Monday night. For us, that's a 7-15 kickoff, whether it's on ABC or ESPN. So that's Wild Card Weekend. Hope you enjoy that. As we said, get out and enjoy some basketball this weekend. UWM being in town 6 o'clock Saturday night over at Panther Arena. We've got the Badgers at noon. We've got Marquette on Sunday. Take a look in your area at some of the D3 schedules. I know MSOE is playing this weekend. You've got you've got teams in the area that are playing good basketball that deserve some support. And so if you're looking for something to do here in the middle of January, by all means, get out and do such. Thanks so much again for logging in and joining us here on the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Sewer Ninjas. I'm Don Wachillas. Have a great weekend. We out.